Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing 1982's Tenebrae. Yes. But before that, what have you been up to this week? Um, I had the weekend off. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just catching up with stuff. Yeah. That I hadn't done over Christmas. Oh, so man. It, was, it was good. Yeah. Got some I, bits done. I've done nothing. <laughs> just been revising. <laughs> Revising and revising and revising. We did fix the uh, hood latch on the car, though. Fix the car, yeah. yeah. Bit of, bit of uh, YouTube. That Everything's was good. Everything's on YouTube, isn't, isn't it? it? Everything. You could learn to do anything. I saw... Um, it's great. It's not related, but I saw on YouTube the footage of when the FBI searched <clears throat> Michael Jackson's house. Really? You know, yeah, you could see the footage. Was that when you went down your rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, yeah. They've also got footage of the uh, initial police interviews with him. Really? Mm. And that's all on YouTube? Yeah. What? I don't know who oh put it God. on there. Don't read the comments. Oh, I bet that. Well, they're me. quite polarised. Yeah. Quite polarised. I, I love a good comment. It's like on <laughs> Facebook, like, people get so angry about stuff and it, like, not even trivial, you mm. know, it's just like, Nothing, and they just rage about everything. Yeah. It's great. Michael Jackson's house is something else, though. There's, there's just so much stuff Did in there. Did he have like a zoo in it and like he a theme a park he and stuff? Theme park. He had um, fairground rides. Yeah. And he had loads and loads of mannequins and like as in um, character 
manic like Disney really? characters and stuff. Full, full, so like bigger than people in his oh, house. Yeah, it's oh. weird. Mm. He was quite childlike, I suppose, wasn't he? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Anyway. Right. So, Tenebrae, nineteen eighty-two. Director Dario Argento. We're going back down our Jello route mm. again. Um, it scored a seven point one out of ten on IMDb. Quick synopsis: An American writer in Rome is stalked by a serial killer, who links his killings to the novels written by this writer, and it's basically a who done it, who did it, who was the killer. Mm. Okay, maximum <laughs> twist. Maximum twist. Absolute maximum twist. I love maximum twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, before we start, there will be spoilers. Big, mm. big spoilers. So, if you haven't watched it, switch off and give it a watch and come back to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting. It started out with the man riding his bicycle to the airport. Whilst his driver with the luggage is in a car. Yeah, that's And true. it kind of sets him up as a nice guy, doesn't it? Quirky. It does. But before that... Oh, yeah. You've got a book and a fire, and then they're reading this yeah. book. And then they throw it into the fire, and then you get the jazziest music <laughs> in the world. Oh, my God, it's so good. It I is love it. jazzy. It's so jazzy. Is it? Who's it by? It's... it's. I think it's Goblin. Yeah. But there's a guy called Claudio Simonetti who does mm. all the music. Also and I don't, it, yeah. I don't know if he's like part of Goblin or they kind of collaborate. I don't know. But it's basically it's Dario Argento, Goblin. It's catchy. everything you would love in a film. Mm. It's so catchy. It really does stick in your head, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does. It really does. Um, so, yeah, so we've got this guy on his bike. And his driver drives his bags to the airport, which is a bit weird. Mm. Who would want to ride a bike on those kind of roads? Like, I've, I've, riding a bike is great, but not on roads that. It was like, across like a big. Was it in New York? It was like across like a big bridge. Yeah. I don't know. Big bridge. It was busy roads. Anyway, he's brave. Brave soul, isn't he? I can barely ride a bike <laughs> at the best of times, so. It's fair enough. Um. What if I put? Oh yeah, is is he wearing some kind of weird peach suit? Someone's wearing a peach suit. I've There's peach um, suit. a lady in a peach suit. It was a lady. A lady in a peach suit. That era was something <clears throat> else for fashion. I'm not saying it's bad. It was just, just so, just so different. Yeah, it, everything was sort of brighter and yeah. bigger and more sort colors. Of, Collars, bigger, hair shoulder pads, bigger, hair, everything. Yeah, maximum, maximum fashion. Yeah, goes for maximum twist. Maximum twist <laughs> <laughs> goes along with maximum twist. Um, yeah, so we find out this guy who is a writer is called Peter Neal, and he's going to Rome, I think. So he takes his bags and he goes to the airport, and then there's a suspicious-looking woman. With sunglasses, who like takes it away? Yeah, so he gets distracted by a phone call, and yeah. then um, he comes back from the call, and his bag has has moved. Someone obviously has moved it. Yeah, and the person calling him, it turns out, was she his ex-wife? Yes. Yeah, so she was in a phone booth calling him while someone else 
moved his bag. Yeah. Mm. And it, I think it, it, it's quite dismissive of her, isn't it? He's yeah. like, I will call you when I get there. Just stop calling yeah. me. I'm sick of you. And then it goes to, there's a there's a woman who is looking at a book, which is the book that Peter Neal yeah. has written. Yeah, so his book Tenebrae. is on sale in Rome in this questionable character. Yeah. <laughs> She yeah she she basically she's pretending to read it and then she she puts one in a bag doesn't she and then yeah. gets caught um and then it sort of goes to it goes back to the ex wife and the bag gets returned to him somehow but you don't know if it's swapped or mm, yeah. whatever but he gets it back and there's no no issues. Um, and then it cuts to this woman <laughs> basically offering something yeah. to this guy. Yeah, so she's been caught shoplifting. The manager or whoever, security guy in the store, yeah. gets her in his office, which is a little cubicle at the front of the store, weirdly. Yeah. And she tries to get out of it by giving him her address, which he takes. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you can meet me later, wink, wink. Well worth it for a book. Just buy the book. Just buy a book. Just buy it. No matter how... If you've got an apartment with marble floors like she does, you can afford a novel. You can afford a book. That's not even hard, but it's paperback. Oh, that flipping house. Oh. Marble floors everywhere. Opulent. So I feel like it's a standard of Dario Argento. It's loud, visually noisy Mm. houses that are weirdly opulent for the people who live in them. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed though the wind. Obviously, we're skipping a little bit, but when she got into a little flat, it has got marble floors and she had like drinks, uh, expensive furnishings, mm. and it, she had a tiny telly and she had like ten records, and that was her entertainment plus maybe yeah. some books. Oh, she yeah. might have some books. But and it's... now today, it's like you'd have like you have like a massive telly and you have Netflix of... Prime, you have. Sky, you have like DVDs, an infinity of entertainment. Spotify, yeah. yeah. It was back then they had like two or three channels. Yeah. And they didn't even have videos back then. And a few records and that's it. I might go to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It was an age where people communicated with each it other. Was. It was a simpler time. It was. <laughs> but if some of the people in this film had communicated with each other... It probably would yeah. have been a lot different. Mm. Yeah. But anyway... That is very true. Um, so we get this this woman sort of escapes with a with a friend or whoever it is by sitting on a motorbike side saddle, mm. which I thought was weird. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 What's the best way to ride a motor? Side saddle. Side saddle. You yeah. fall right off, but mm. that's what she did. She went. Uh, and then she is going home and she gets attacked by a tramp. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's, it's not a bit, funny. It's, it's really bit, out of the blue, isn't yeah, it? It's really there's, weird. There's no kind of there's no follow on story. It no, it's not like no. it's an ongoing theme. It's just this one <clears throat> random thing. Although the other girl at the end does get attacked by a dog. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like that's another running theme in Dario Argento's things. Well, in the yeah. two things we've watched. 
Can you imagine? Loud, loud furnishings and dog attacks, yeah. which is yeah, not nice. he doesn't like dogs. He even loves dogs or he hates dogs. I wonder if he got attacked by a dog Maybe. at some point. There's nothing like a dog attack to put you off dogs, is there? Yeah. And I don't mean that as a, like, obviously it sounds, sounds facetious, but... It will like, do. Like, dog attacks are terrifying. It yeah, really, especially, yeah. like, at a young age, it does, mm. like, really, like, set up people for phobias and stuff, doesn't it? But, yeah. So, she's in a... Yeah, she's in a sort of marble-floored apartment. And she talks to a neighbour. I can't remember what she says about it. Washing machine broke. On Is it yeah, washing machine about washing broken. Machi- not that there's a crazy tramp outside who's just trying to oh, attack she's me. like, oh, watch your back. You should... Really be telling everyone, shouldn't you? If you, like, you get home, guy, yeah, your neighbour's like, me. oh, the washing machine's broken. You'd be like, never mind that. Nothing. I've been attacked by a tramp. Yeah, exactly. So she's she's at home and she she hears a noise, standard thing, and then all of a sudden, a black leather gloved hand mm. comes and grabs her from behind, mm. but you don't see who it is. And she gets stabbed quite a lot. <laughs> Does she fall in some glass? Probably, yeah. I feel like that's also. Do people a thing. do fall in glass in um, he loves a both bit this of a, and Suspiria. He loves a bit yeah. of glass. Yeah. yeah um, and then she. What a way to go. I know. She gets like pages of this book shoved in her mouth mm. as well. I think it's her. I think she like she's on the cover, like because she's had her throat slashed and like she's got bits of book in her mouth and that's that she's off that's it yeah bye bye uh shoplifter yeah what a day what, an what awful a terrible day. day and then we go to john saxon hooray yeah i do like john saxon i couldn't decide what he what he was but i think he might be like a, a handler or an agent yeah he's like a Rome. sort of he works for the publisher yeah then he's based in rome yeah yeah and he is talking to Peter Neal because he's arrived now, and I think they're sort of they're setting up interviews and yeah, they and have like a mini with... press conference type thing. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of setting up all these things, and then uh, a woman starts grilling him, saying like, "You write all your women as victims. Um, do you not think that you're?" books are, are sexist and like what what are you actually saying are you saying that violence towards women is normal are you saying mm. it's but apparently that kind of reflected the view at the time of dario argento because like obviously in his films like women die quite horribly and yeah and and i think a lot of people had sort of said you know you, you're sexist and this isn't on and so it was kind of a yeah a sort of a rebuttal <laughs> to that argument, I suppose. I think one thing that I picked up from this film is that it wasn't clear. Like, you would think someone was the victim or someone was the hero and then it they would turn out, yeah. it would turn out it was the other way around. Because yeah. I always thought John Saxon was going to be the man of action who was going to, like... I did put man of action. Yeah, John Saxon really comes across as man of action. The la- he really does. The last time I saw this, so I think I was probably about 19, so I couldn't actually remember what happened. It was in the good old days of love film, where oh, you got yeah, actual you got it in subscriptions, yeah, and you had your list, and and got I remember like, post. I remember seeing like they had loads of like really quite like niche stuff like horror wise mm. and stuff. So I I ended up renting this. Did you look at it online, Wait. or did you find it in a magazine? 
Where? The um, the film. Uh, I think because mm, he used to put stuff in magazines. Well, didn't I used they? to have. I used to have Blockbuster when they did it, and oh, then I yeah. think they stopped doing it. And oh, I found Love Film, and it was cheaper or something, so I did that. Do you used but... to love going to the video shop, like right. Blockbuster or yeah. equivalent. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Because it's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I used to love it. My favourite was my little uh, little video shop at uh, Great Harton Road that I used to go to. That's where I rented all the Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I say I, I didn't, Mum did for me. Well, well, I was stood there going, yeah, I can't wait to watch this. You turned out like, all right. You are young, so no, but yeah, yeah never mind. Oh, so yeah, we've got John Saxon. Yeah, so yeah, I thought he was going to be a man of action and he, he died... Without it was quite really, late on. Yeah, it was it was towards the end of the film, but he For didn't some, really I had have it in my head he was a policeman in it. Because mm. he's always a policeman, so I was like, he's yeah. a policeman. I thought he was gonna solve the crime, like in um Yeah. Black Christmas. Yeah. And the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Yeah. But no. No. So yeah, it sort of it flips things on its head a little bit. It does. It really yeah. does keep you guessing. I think. Mm. I think like if you've not watched it, like it does keep you guessing. With maximum twist. Maximum. Maximum twist. twist. Yeah. Oh, that was. Uh, yeah. What was that? You were like, they should do a film where there's a twist every like ten. Every ten. Not just minutes. a twist. Like Big if twist. you imagine the biggest twist in a, t- a film at the end that mm. provides like a M Night. M Night Shyamalan. Because I said it should have been like. Is sort of like piss take of him. Yeah. So every every ten minutes, a twist that big, I, you'd just be you wouldn't you know what to blown. think. You wouldn't know what to yeah. do, would you? It'd be called Maximum Twist. Maximum Twist. But then we realised at the end of this film, this film is this may well be actual twist. Maximum yeah. Twist. <laughs> oh yeah. It uh, it cuts to Peter Neal is in his. Not house, but like wherever he's staying. Yeah, they've got got an apartment for it. It's quite nice. uh, It is quite Mm. nice. They're all really nice places, aren't they? Um, He opens his bag of clothes and they're all ruined, aren't Mm. they? So obviously, as we find out, the the woman who took the bag is his ex-wife. And she's messing with him, basically. And then... What happens then? And then they're planning like a, an interview, aren't they, for, for uh, his book because he's got this new book out and they're sort of doing that. And then I think he ends up meeting the policemen. Yeah, so the policemen are there pretty much oh, they sort of straight turn away. Up, they? And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, this, is, this has he's happened. He's like, well, I've only just landed. And they say um, that she died of like four wounds and they're like well it's very similar to your book and he's like mm, well well i've literally only just got here so yeah. i don't know what's going on and then somebody ends up offering drinks around and the the like sergeant guy takes one and says i only drink on duty and <laughs> i was like huh that's, that's like a not double right. scotch yeah yeah i only drink when i'm on duty and i'm like okay welcome to italy then mm. is that is that a thing i don't know so yeah, they said that they found passages of his book in her mouth, and then he he uh, he sort of quotes parts of the book, and it's like I answer to the fury, I answer to the fury that tortured him, 
I wrote that down because I thought that was quite mm. cool. Then we meet Janny, which is his assistant. Yeah. And he, uh, he ends up going to get him some clothes because he <laughs> ain't got any clothes because his yep. ex-wife ruined them all. And then... What happens then? And then he goes and then I think there's a a phone call. There's a like a weird they get like a weird like whispery phone call totally mm. from from the killer, whoever it is. And then it cuts to some pills on a table and a glass of water and then it and then it cuts again to like a sort of dream like sequence. Yeah, this dream occurs throughout it, in a various of, bits, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. And it's a girl on a beach she's with like four men they all start running for some reason don't they and then one of the men i'm assuming gets beaten up by these other guys and they hold him down and she's got these red shoes on and she like shoves the heel of the shoe in his mouth yeah it was lovely it was weird lovely and i I was like is this a dream i don't i feel like part of the book it's part of it's like a dream sequence but i think it references because at the end they said that there was an event in Peter Neal's that life, yeah, on so um, like Rhode Island or wherever, and it and it, it was at, yeah. So I feel like him up, that yeah. is kind of referenced, perhaps. But that you don't event. know, you don't that know at the that because no, I you just assumed don't know it was what's part of the book. Mm. Yeah, I just assumed it was part of the book at the time, but yeah, it's very strange. Then we've got there's a there's a woman who she has a fringe and I can't remember what she's called <laughs> but she's got she's having some kind of relationship with this woman who is apparently a prostitute and it was really confusing um and they were there's like I think she's in like one apartment and then this yeah, woman's they sort in of another have apartment adjoining apartments yeah. with like a shared staircase and they have a bit of a they have a bit of a tiff kind of thing and then it it there's a really, really nice shot and it's like a long sweeping shot from her apartment downstairs right up to the mm. other woman's apartment and it's all to the theme of Tenebrae, yeah. which is the jazzy, jazzy tune. It is jazzy. I feel like I need to play it, but I don't know if I'm allowed. <laughs> don't think I'm allowed. I'm sure it's available for people to listen to. It's available yeah. on... I'd tell you, it's on Spotify because it's on one of my playlists. Is it? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah, I listen to it at work sometimes and I'm like, <laughs> makes me want to dance. Yeah, so it, it sort of it sort of pans up and then it's somebody breaking into a window, but you can't see who they are. It's just these gloves mm. again and you're like, oh, that's not very good. And then I've, I've basically put, this is one of my things, does anyone wear clothes or bras in this film? Because <laughs> no. there is a no distinct one. lack of clothes no and one. bras. For the women, obviously. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. Yeah. Hear a weird noise outside? Just go out with your towel, sort of not even on. Yeah. And just wander downstairs. Because People need to get dressed before they investigate. And put shoes stuff. on. Yeah, put shoes on. This is it. So this you is can at thing. least run away or try and defend yourself. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like not, not having shoes is worse, I think, mm. sometimes. It's worse than being murdered. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't. What if you like have to run onto gravel? Yeah, you or, can't do that. And there's broken glass always. Yeah. What if you're running away from a dog and you're wearing summer espadrilles, whatever they are? Flip flops. Flip flops and such oh, like. Oh, they fly off. Ugh. 
They'd fly off big time. You wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> so yeah, so we we've we've seen somebody breaking, um, and then the light we see like a light get knocked, a light bulb, and then it goes dark. Mm. That's quite a good shot with the um the razor blade knocking the the light bulb. Yeah. Looks quite cool. Yeah, yeah. it does look quite cool, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of it there's a lot of very like his films always just look really, really mm. nice. Like Yeah, I, they're very visual. I know they're not they're not for everybody's taste and I know they're kind of a bit polarising, I suppose, because people some people are like I really hate them, I don't like yeah. them and, and it depends what you like. Like I wouldn't ever decorate my home in the styles that you see in his films, yeah. but as part of a film, it's got quite it's distinctive, isn't it? Yeah, it gives it a vibe. That's it. It gives it. Yeah, yeah, it does, and you remember it. I think more. Like it wouldn't be as good if it was set in like a modern day apartment <clears throat> that was non no. kind of or just, just generic. Dec- if everything from was from IKEA. It wouldn't have the same vibe. It wouldn't, would it? Yeah. That's it. So she she gets, I think she gets killed, does she, at this point? I mm. think she does, the, the prostitute who lives upstairs. Um, And then it I goes to... She's de- is she definitely a prostitute or is she just... I feel like she, she gave a big prostitute vibe. I can't remember. Mm. I'm sure she was on about meeting somebody for... Oh, she got with that guy who was playing on the... the... But then... She was console game. There was something thing at the that bar. she said. She said something that I was like, "That sounds quite prostituted, but I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it, she gets anyway, killed. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> She's off. Um, and then it goes to like um, like a, it's like the killer's lair almost mm. in it. And there's like photographs of, of these dead women and reminded me of the lair stuff. in Stranger. No, Life is Strange. Not stranger things. Not stranger things. <laughs> we've we've discovered that I confused yeah. the two. Yeah. Yeah. Life um, is strange in the first one. He had a, a creepy lair at the in in that barn place. Yeah. Yeah, with loads of photos. What a creep. Yeah, same like idea, wasn't it? Mm. With like little polar like polarized yeah. pictures, yeah. <gasps> that game. Ooh. It really like affected me. There was a lot of decision making, wasn't there? Like when we, when we first started playing it, I was like, "This is ridiculous." But yeah, you were making it, decisions like, about oh, like my God. teen stuff, and then it was like, "Oh well." And then it took a people turn. have died, and do we destroy the world? I was like, "Let's get rid of Chloe. She's yeah. she's a bit obnoxious. Yeah, let's just get rid of her. Just get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that game it's so good. Um, we cut then to it's a girl and a dad. And she's asking him for five thousand lira for some reason I can't <laughs> remember why, and then but I was like I assume that's not like a massive amount of money. I don't know. It might I feel like... like I feel I can't remember like liras, but I feel like the thousands aren't like that much. They're not that much. No. Yeah, it's probably like twenty quid or something. Mm. Um, and then it goes to, I think she's che- is she checking the apartment. Peter's apartment because there's some water. Yeah, he's got an issue with the hot water. Somewhere. And then um, it cuts to his assistant, the dark-haired assistant, and she's like sort of taking Mick out of him, and she's like, "Oh, I bet he wants a feather pillow." Yeah. And then he shouts to her, "Oh, I can't sleep. Can you get me some feather pillows?" And she's like, mm, mm. "Yeah, standard." And then uh, we we sort of get that killer view again to 
it's like the outside of the house, I think. And there's some workmen outside yeah. tending to this problem. And, and obviously, whoever this is, is hiding behind a wall. But they're quite close, aren't they? It's really, it's really weird. I always find that really creepy. Like, if people, people like, remain undetected and they could literally yeah. be that close and you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know. That yeah. freaks me out. And it wouldn't bother me if they weren't even doing anything bad. But it's because you know that they're there to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's um, a bit creepy even if they aren't doing anything bad. But at least nothing bad happens if they aren't doing anything bad. That's it, isn't it? Okay. He's, he's wanting to do this interview with this guy with a moustache who I can't remember his name either. And I think they're organising that, aren't they, with mm. John Saxon. And then... Something about, there's a woman in New York, I think she rings Peter, and then you find out that that's Jane, his ex-partner or ex-wife, but he doesn't know that she was the one who messed with his clothes. Then we cut to the killer's view again, and there's all the there's like this really nice pool area. It's, oh, it's like gorgeous, lovely, isn't it? Such, Such a, a nice place. Mm. Like little the flagstones little to it. Gorgeous. Yeah, oh, the water looks like perfect. And then it like um, I don't know if it's like the same. The same area. It must be the same area, and it cuts to like a road, and there's just. Like, there's definitely prostitutes stood on there. There certainly were, yeah. There's, like, four of them waiting for business. And then we see a girl on a bike. She's, like, arguing with her friend, and he drives off and leaves her. Yeah. So she just... Cold-hearted. I know. I feel like the the women in this are not treated very nicely. No, well, a few of them die. A few of them do. Which is the worst Um, way to treat someone. And she, yeah, so she's walking by herself and it's night time. Inappropriate footwear. With her inappropriate footwear. And then... I'm not saying that you can't wear heels. I'm just saying when you start to run away... Wear some trainers in case you get attacked. Yeah. (laughs) At all times. Have them spare. (laughs) Have them ready. Just one minute, I need to change my shoes. Or you could at least... It would be good if you could, like unclick the heel on your heels and like fold it under the shoe and it'd make like an all-terrain tread yeah or something that'd be good or yeah so you could turn like a collapsible heel yeah Mm. and it would like concertina into like a a really good tread well it could be you could do it because you could make like a square heel cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier now you can use your contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. And then, like, it sort of yeah. comes out. Why have people not Why done people this? Why have people not put a heel? Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, we'll make a fortune. Let's, even if you're not running away from someone, let's say, it's the end of the night, you've got to Your walk feet home. Are 
Click to your normal click, shoes. Click your heel into a quantity. It would spread out to form like a tread. Yeah. Just walk home, all <clears throat> weathers. Yeah, that's an idea, isn't it? Let's develop wow. this idea. Oh, we could be sat on millions. I don't <laughs> think so. No, probably not. <laughs> it's worth a go, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, she's just walking. She goes past a, a sort of gate and then you get this dog that jumps mm, out and starts barking dog. at her. There's always like, that has happened to me on several occasions mm. and honestly, like my heart was in my mouth. The advice Ooh. in that situation is to bark back at them, but louder. Like just out bark them. Tell yeah. them that you're not scared. You're, you're the boss. alpha. Yeah. That's it. Um, you don't even have to bark. She, you yeah. Can just as long as you're like more aggressively loud than it. But obviously I'm not an expert. It's never tried it. No, I don't really want to in case it goes wrong, like in this situation. It does go she, wrong. Yeah, so she, she gets scared by this dog, but it's behind a fence, so it's fine. She carries on walking by herself. Oh, no, no. The dog jumps yeah. over the fence and starts running at her full pelt. I don't know if it's like a... I don't know what type of dog it is. I can't remember what they're called. They're like... Not Dobermans. Dobermans? It's it's like a Doberman. I don't know if it is so. Yeah, they're kind of like black and brown and mm, and kind of pointy ears. Pointy ears. Yeah. Do you know the traditional Doberman attack dog that has spiky ears? Mm. That's not natural. They used to clip them to give them that spiky eared appearance. Their natural yeah. ears are like um like a Labrador or something. Yeah. I know. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh. But this little this little dog. I say this little dog. Quite this a big dog. Beast of a dog. This yeah. Absolute hound running after her so she ends up running to where we had this killer cam view in the pool yeah, area so somehow through bizarre unfortunate coincidence she escapes to a serial killer's lair yeah oh, it's not funny it's awful and she's trying to get she's trying to get into um into this door where it is to try and get out because I think she like knocks on, doesn't she? And she's like, yeah, ah! she's just trying to get help from and, somewhere. And uh, yeah. the dog like fully attacks her and starts biting her legs and mm. stuff. And it, oh, it's really brutal. Like I like dogs, but that dog, it's a piece of work. Yeah, dogs can be dangerous, definitely. Um, she ends up managing to get into this cellar, and then you realise that she's in the cellar place yeah. that the uh, all those photos were. So then you're like, oh, great. So it's either she's going to get attacked by a serial killer or eaten by a dog. Yeah, neither of which are good. Neither of which are good. No, it's horrible. And she sees all these photos and and there's like... um, like letters cut out for like the sort of ransom type, you know, letter things. And she, she grabs all this stuff and puts it in her pockets um, yeah, she's given evidence because she realizes that she's not come right. across uh, like a someone who's involved in a crime. So she's trying to yeah. get a bit of evidence so to to back it up. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's like a a window to this basement and the dog's outside. The dog's back. That goddamn dog. I was like, that dog's been never stops. It didn't. It really didn't. And then she ends up going upstairs into this house of the killer which i was like this house is it's beautiful fantastic. all those plants it was gorgeous Loads of plants and all the big windows it's gorgeous yeah, it's a like, lovely oh, house it's lovely how could you afford that uh, well, he must have inherited money because 
serial I killing doesn't know. pay. And yeah, but being like a, a journalist. We find out who he is. Well, yeah. And that's why. But yeah, we'll get into that yeah. in a bit. Yeah, she um, she tries to use the phone. So you think, oh, she's going to find... Yeah. She's, she's going to get be the okay. police, it's going to be all right. But then no. No. The killer comes in, obviously. Yeah, basically I put... The killer comes in and you get killer cam and then I put axe death. Women just die. Mm. They just die. Like, there's no, like... There's no fight about them or anything, is there? No. It's just like, they just go, ah, then they're dead. Yeah. That's it. No. It's not good. Because she, she tried to survive up to that point, and then it was, Against like, there the was dog. like the last Against straw. Against the dog, but yeah. the killer, she was just like, meh. If she hadn't gone in the killer's house, if she'd gone in the next door neighbour's house. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the writer's trying to like piece together and try and figure out who... It is. And it comes to the conclusion that he thinks it's the guy who interviewed him, the moustache man. Mm. Um, and he takes the... Um, he takes his assistant to do, like, a sort of stakeout thing, don't they? Yeah. And... <laughs> Went well. <laughs> and then you... So they go to his house and then you realise that the house that they're at was the house that the woman got yeah. killed in, so it's his house. So you're like, so, oh my god, who's yeah. that bad? The mustachio guy mustachio. is the <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you see, I think the the assistant goes up to the window, doesn't he? And he and he sees him, so he's like yeah. hiding. So the Peter Neal and the assistant split up. Yeah, assistant goes up to the window and he sees this mustache man talking to somebody. And then next thing, it gets an axe in his head. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. That's what a way to go. Good. So then you're suddenly like, oh, he can't be the killer. Yep. That's it. He can't but be. No. He can't be. And then he runs to go find Peter, but he has ended up being hit by a rock and been knocked out. Yeah. And he's bleeding all over the place. Yeah. Which no one seems overly bothered about. And he no. doesn't overly seem bothered about if it. If you get like, a knock to the head that renders you unconscious, go to hospital. Yeah, because mm. like I've heard like really frightening stories about yeah. like people who've been in fights and like fallen backwards and died. What the head? Stuff. Yeah, if so, you hit your head yeah. badly on anything, go to the hospital. Yeah, even if you don't <clears> go <throat> unconscious, if you've got like dizziness, yeah, nausea, double bit, all of that. Yeah, get and it he checked. He says, yeah, the the guy says, oh, I saw, I saw the interviewer. He got killed, but he was talking to somebody and he knew who it was. He said he knew the killer, yeah. so you're like, oh my god. So Peter then decides that he should probably go back to New York because this is it's not, not gone well in Rome. It's not gone from the well. minute he landed. No, and he needs to. He just needs to leave basically, and then, yeah, the assistant says that she'll stay with him that night because obviously there's a killer yeah. on the loose and and they have this like flirty discussion where she's gonna sleep yeah they have a bit of a have a bit of a kiss don't they and and then kind of leave it at that yeah sort of thing that i'm glad about we don't need more going employer, on employer employee sort of yeah mm. no it's not a good idea known each other for six years and never spent the night together because you work with each other yeah <laughs> he is your boss essentially yeah that's just weird uh but yeah no and then we go to another sort of dreamy 
sequence and it's the lady with the red heels again and you see her sort of stood and there's a bush and it's like somebody's watching her but mm. you don't know who it is and then she gets killed like she gets stabbed in the stomach or something yeah so she's then... she's at the pool party the guy goes away and then someone just comes and stabs her that's it yeah yeah then it cuts to John Saxon and he's just being John Saxon. He's really. just being John Saxon. Because um, I, I still sort of thought at this point that he was going to solve it. Yeah. But then he doesn't. But um, we see Jane. Jane appears. So she's been in mm. Rome the whole time and you're like, mm. Oh, could she be the kid? Because she was outside their apartment yeah. speeding she's away in a car. Lurking about. She's been causing trouble. And she goes to see John Saxon and then they kiss each other. And you're like, oh, oh, what's going yeah. on here kind of thing. And then he, Peter and his assistant go somewhere because of, it gets out of the car while it's still moving. <laughs> yeah, he does. She's driving. Oh, that's it. And She's driving. Yeah, it's yeah it gets out while it's still moving. Obviously, that's just on the actor. Yeah, it's just like rolling along and it just gets I knew I didn't trust him for a reason. Um, And then I think they... Oh, they've gone to the house of the guy with of the, the, the TV man. Yeah. And they say, have you got a yellow envelope? Because he gets an envelope every time someone mm. dies and it's something to do with his book. Um, But it hasn't got anything. One thing I did notice about these police, they never ever use gloves. No. Contaminating crime scene. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, like they just Wouldn't go in, in court, with the, no, no suits, nothing. No. But then I guess in that time, that day and age, yeah. it probably wasn't a thing like DNA and stuff, was it? I think the first... I don't know when the date of the first I feel like it was criminal the case with DNA was used, but yeah, mm. the, I think it was in the UK. It might have been, yeah. I think it involved a, a murder on like a farm. Someone associated with a farm or a farmer. Maybe. Murders them. That might be incorrect, but I've read it somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I know it was around around the 90s. Yeah. We can look it up. We'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's it, Somewhere I down suppose, south. I can't remember. Yeah. I suppose, mm. yeah, like 1982, they wouldn't have had that. But yeah, no gloves, nothing. They no. just handle everything. Drinking scotch. On your shift. Touching shifted. evidence. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He starts... He says something something about... Uh, Pete, Peter starts talking about Hound of the Baskervilles and how mm. Sherlock Holmes kind of... He goes through this whole speech about like improbable and impossible. It's about you've got to look at the impossible and there's something missing that what you need to find is the key yeah to the puzzle sort of thing and then he basically says that he's going to new york and the police are like all right then yeah see you later find a strange when they're like when you've eliminated the impossible no yeah. matter how improbable the answer is mm. it must be it and it's like well what if there's something you haven't thought of but that's what if there's a, yeah. something unrelated that you hadn't even included in mm. the options to rule as impossible or improbable that's it Mm. And then uh, we see Jane and she gets a package and it's a pair of red shoes like yeah. the woman in the dreamy, dreamy sequence. Because then you're like, what is it, John Saxon? And it says, yeah, because he he arranges to meet her for lunch, I think. 
So he ends up waiting outside. He's like sat outside waiting for her for lunch, basically. Mm, um, yeah, it's in this nice square. There's lots of families about. Yeah. Nice and busy. Yeah, and then it goes to somebody at a bar taking tablets, which we know is the killer. So you're like, oh, God, he's about somewhere. Yeah. And Why John does he take Saxon... tablets when he murders people? I don't know. Mm. From a psychological condition or something, I'm guessing. Who knows? Because he's bonkers. It sure is. Uh, yeah, so John Saxon's just people watching, and then he gets killed. Yeah. He just and I was like, stabbed. I was like, doesn't he well, even he really can't solve it do now. anything about it? Does, the roller skaters didn't help him. There were so many roller skaters as well. Yeah, yeah. And then they could have easily of, intercepted a killer with speed. There's like a that. group. There's a group sort of around him, and then you see these red shoes just walk mm. towards him, which is obviously her. And then she walks off. There was. I feel like there was no reaction to her. Like seeing him dead, which was really weird. Mm. Again, you're like, hmm, weird. Yeah, something doesn't add up. Yeah. Apparently, that's how he died. And we thought he was going to be the man of action, then we thought he was going to be the killer, and then he was just another <clears throat> victim. I know, I was so sad that he wasn't yeah. the man of action. Ugh. It was such a shame. And then he he's deciding that he's going to go get on this plane and, and go. But his his male assistant decides that he's going to go back to the house and see if he can remember anything because mm. obviously at the time it was all a bit of a blur yeah he was shocked he was so traumatized by the sight of the yeah axe murdering obviously which is it's a traumatic thing to see yeah yeah he didn't quite get all the details yeah and he remembers this mustached guy saying i killed them all mm. so he's like well he was the killer then yeah but then it's well, if he was a killer, who has killed him? Because there must be another killer. So he decides to go back and relay this information, obviously. Gets in his car. Doesn't check the back seat. No. We've all watched Urban Legend. Check the back seat. Or have a tiny car. always check the back seat. Or have a tiny car. Have a tiny car. Or put loads of stuff in your back seat. Yeah, like me. I have no room for passengers. I've just got stuff. Well, you won't get murdered. Yeah, that's why. That is why. That's why. That's it. So I don't need the stuff there. I just keep it there. For safety. For safety. It's a it's sensible just, decision. It's just a safety precaution. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a sensible decision. Oh, God. Yeah, so he get he gets strangled in his back seat, but you see him like slowly turn his head and he sees who it is, but mm. we don't see who yeah. it is. Oh. And then... Yeah, Jane ends up going back to her apartment and she gets killed. Yeah. And her hand gets chopped off. Yeah, that's... It's awful. It's a very good effect, but I it's an awful that thing to happen. I was, I was chatting. I was chatting to Rob, wasn't I, oh, at yeah. the time? So I missed <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, her hand severed at an angle, spurting blood everywhere, and you're like... Acrylic, mm. acrylic blood. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. All over the walls. It's everywhere. everywhere. And everywhere. then she, yeah, so she gets got. Then the police woman comes in, but we think at this point it looks like it's the female assistant 
who has done the killing. So yeah. you think so it's her. I was like, suddenly I was like, oh, it's like, oh my God, it's woman, her. The assistant who's been around him all this time who I didn't suspect. And I was like, maximum twist, it's her. But then this woman gets her an axe in the back. Yeah. And then it pans to who it is. And Peter's put the axe in her back. Peter. But then he freaks out because he's like, I didn't know it was her. I thought it was the killer. And he's like sat on the floor, like yeah. freaking out. And then he sort of sit he sort of sits there, doesn't he? And then I think the policeman comes in and says the well, I need to get this right. So the guy with the mustache was the killer. Yeah. But John Saxon was having a affair with Jane. Yeah. And I think that's why they broke up. When he killed the moustached guy because he was the killer. Yeah. But then carried on in the style to, of yeah. him to get rid of John Saxon and Jane. Yeah. Was um, that opportunistic or do you think he somehow and hired the mustachioed guy to kill people in... No, I think it was opportunistic. It was, yeah. I need to watch it again to check. We I think it was just... watch it again. Yeah, it was, um, it was quite confusing. Um, but I think he, yeah, the police, the police end up killing Peter. Yeah. And he, uh, and then basically you get this sort of exposition dump and he's like, right. So it was like, Peter, uh, knew a girl who was murdered. It was never brought to trial and it affected him in a manner that, Obviously, yeah, you know, it's took over his life. It took over his life. Yeah, the books were kind of a way to get over this trauma, I suppose. But then he's sort of like, he's dead now. It's fine. Mm. You've nothing to worry about. And then, the policeman goes back into the room where they killed him. Yeah, he knows something's up, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He gets this, I don't know, he just gets this look, doesn't he? And then it pans to where he was. And he isn't there! He's gone! And then he finds the, the knife thing and it yeah. squirts blood out. Yeah, it's a fake knife, not sharp at all. Yeah. It squirts blood, so it's completely fake. And then he he leans down for some reason, doesn't he? And Peter's there behind him. Yeah. And yeah. he kills him. So they sort of put them together so in the shot you can't see Peter and then yeah. when the policeman leans down, he's right there behind him. Yeah. And then does he does he end up getting killed? Yeah. He ends up getting killed yeah. and get that time and then it finishes. Yeah. Yeah, he gets stabbed by a spiky ornamental statue. <laughs> oh by yeah. Accident. Yeah, because yeah, she where the assistant comes in, doesn't yeah. he? And he's trying to kill her and then he gets wedged by yeah, that the, spiky the thing. Spiky thing. If you had bought a normal person statue, this thing wouldn't have happened. But they chose. But thank God, this house she got saved and to buy a spiky yeah. statue. So he gets horribly impaled by this statue, yeah. and then really she gets it right through. Does it? Yeah. She basically just screams and screams yeah. and screams, and then it finishes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and then you get. Jazzy music again. Yeah, maximum twist. Maximum twist. Woo! I definitely need to watch it again. Yeah, I need to watch it again. Because there's a lot of yeah. stuff going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, 
yeah overall i very much enjoyed it I mm, it was yeah it was really good. good i wouldn't say it was that frightening but it was quite tense at times yeah, yeah. i like i think out of the things i've seen of dario argento i think that's my favorite one mm. i'd say it's more a violent thriller yeah it it's it sort of well, it is encapsulates it is like the Jalo kind of yeah. done it kind of murder mystery type yeah. detective stuff, but I I quite like it. But obviously, because he is known for horror, it's kind of lumped in with his yeah. other stuff. But... Like if you'd never seen a horror film and you watched that, you'd probably find it quite unsettling, quite frightening. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't have the traditional kind of horror themes. Yeah. But then it's his same style, like some of but the yeah. deaths, like when she gets her hand chopped off, that's a bit gory. It's like it's, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely got elements of both, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It certainly does have quite a lot of blood. Yeah. Always. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I For my review, I'll probably give it a five out of five. Yeah, I'd give it a seven because it was really good. Yeah. yeah. I, liked, I liked the twist. I liked mm. how it kept you guessing. It looks really nice. The it's got soundtrack a, is amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're not watching like a standard LA. You know, films filmed in LA. It's like yeah. you're just like, yeah, it's just like like nine out of ten films. They've all got like Hacienda style condos. Yeah. They go out in the woods and it's like it's not even creepy, whereas in Suspiria mm-hmm. it's like those woods are creepy. Yeah. 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 LA-based films, there's nothing wrong with them. But That's it, and it's kind of a... Yeah, you need a bit of sense of place. Though. There's a bit of it, like, again, it's one of those it doesn't really spoon-feed you and you come to your own conclusions. Yeah. And, but then, obviously, there is a bit of an explanation at the end because otherwise you'd be like, I genuinely don't know what's yeah. going on. But, yeah, it's it's good. I like it. Gore probably is a three out of five, I would say. Yeah, it's quite gory, but it's not it's that kind excessively of red. Gory. That it's, red, red acrylic, yeah. technical kind of stuff. I don't think they do it for the sake of it, but, but like when that guy gets an axe in his head, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And when she her hand got chopped off, yeah. And the do- even like the dog attacks, quite, yeah. Dog, yeah. yeah. Awful. Uh, humor. Dog. There's no real humor in it. There's the occasional sort of. Does the like him getting out of the car when it was moving yeah. and stuff like that. You can kind of laugh a little bit at the fashion. I don't want to laugh at fashion because obviously it's of the time. But yeah. some of the fashion choices, like the guy who was playing on those um, games in the bar yeah. where that woman picked him up, was like, those trousers are up. Yeah. They are high-waisted. Yeah. If you watch it, you'll see exactly you'll what understand. I mean. Yeah, they're yeah. awful. Yeah, that's it. There's it. I think you can find humour in anything, can't yeah. you? But it's not yeah. like intentionally funny. No. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's a good one. Mm. I think it's worth a watch. I'll have to rewatch it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's one of my. I think it's definitely my favourite of his. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we sort of tailed off, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. we did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, next week we're going to cover The Descent. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. Chicks with Picks. <laughs> That's what somebody labelled it, apparently. Mm, well. But, yeah, it's a good one. In the meantime, we are available on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange, on Twitter at WNS Horror Pod, 
And we are also on the emails. Yeah. Wonderful and strange at hotmail.co.uk. So next week, watch the descent. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next week. Yep. Bye. 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 Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.